Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Barbados and Guyana explore investment opportunities. Haitian government to request $1.9 billion in aid from international community. Factories Corporation of Jamaica plans to spend $1.1 billion on capital projects. St. Vincent and the Grenadines Prime Minister warns overseas child mining jobs could lead to human trafficking. National Labor Relations Board and USVI government set DD Karina Bay Resort Union Law Dispute. CARICOM issues statement on Ukraine border situation and St. Martin Parade preparation for Carnival in full swing. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, February 15th. We start a report today with a look at Barbados-Guyana relations. Barbados Today reports that Guyana's Private Sector Commission on Monday held a consultation with the Barbados Chamber of Commerce and Industry in Georgetown to strengthen and explore additional investment opportunities between the countries. Intensive discussions were held on possible commodities and sectors that could either develop or expand their industries. Chairman of the Guyana Private Sector Commission Paul Chiang said local and international investors are essential as Guyana's economy is set to expand. We need to approach this not only as business, but as friends and look for long-term benefits. We are starting this now, but in 5, 10, 15 years from now, the whole landscape would be changed and now is the right time to get in and get involved, he said. Both countries have shown interest in the areas of manufacturing, agriculture, trading, shipping, logistics, lumber, engineering, and infrastructural development, among others. Executive Director of the Barbados Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Misha Loban clark said she anticipates fruitful outcome from the engagement. We are pretty excited. Guyana has a rich history of trade relations with the rest of the region, and no doubt we have to be looking at cementing and increasing our trade partnership, she said. We are the business support organization almost the engine support in terms of facilitating trade and trade relation with our partners. And so indeed, we are here to lend support, she added. The bilateral discussions between Guyana's President Dr. Mohamed Ifran Ali and Barbados's Prime Minister Mia Motley has prompted investment relations and development between the two countries. Last year, a high-level housing and investment mission headed by then Minister of Transportation, Works and Maintenance, Dr. William Dugood, visited Guyana seeking investment opportunities and strengthening trade relations between the two CARICOM nations. Haiti Libre reports that the Haitian government and its partners, including the United Nations Integrated Office in Haiti, the World Bank, and the Inter-American Development Bank, and the European Union, are preparing to organize Wednesday, February 16th, the International Donor Conference, to be held at the Carib Convention Center in person and by video conferencing. The government of Haiti will present its integrated recovery plan for the southern 
Peninsula in the amount of nearly 200 billion gourds. This donor conference will be devoted to financing the reconstruction and recovery of southern Haiti, heavily damaged by the earthquake of 7.2 on the Richter scale on August 14, 2021. During this conference focused on the reconstruction and recovery of the southern peninsula of Haiti, the Prime Minister's team will try to obtain commitments for $1.978 billion, nearly $200 billion gourds. The government promises to make aid more transparent, taking into account the problems of the different sectors of the Great South, internal needs and recovery. Jamaica Information Service reports that for fiscal year 2022-2023, the Factories Corporation of Jamaica plans to implement capital programs valued at $1.174 billion. Under the program, work is set to continue on the redevelopment of the Garmax Free Zone, which involves construction of four factory buildings, providing 90,000 square feet of commercial and industrial space. The Factories Corporation of Jamaica also plans to commence the construction of another 36,000 square feet of warehouse space for small and medium enterprises during the second quarter of financial year 2022-2023. Plans are also in place for the development of Garmex Free Zone Phase 2. And so far, the Factory Corporation of Jamaica completed the design of three buildings totaling 96,000 square feet. Construction is expected to commence during the year. Efforts will also be made to upgrade and improve other factory corporations of Jamaica facilities to make them more attractive and support micro, small, and medium-sized enterprises. Meanwhile, the Morant Bay Urban Development Center, which is being implemented by a joint venture agreement, will remain a key development project during the year. The Factories Corporation of Jamaica was incorporated under the Companies Act of Jamaica in 1987 and is wholly owned by the government of Jamaica. The Factory Corporations of Jamaica owns and controls over 1.6 million square feet of factory space and approximately 400 acres of land. Jamaica Information Service also reports that a sum of $150 million has been budgeted for the modernization of the agricultural sector program. The objective of the project, which is being implemented by Jamaica's Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries, is to increase agricultural productivity and income for beneficial smallholder farmers. Among the anticipated physical targets for 2022-2023 are the supply and installation of hardware, software, laboratory, and other equipment to support the information and surveillance systems at the Veterinary Services Division and Plant Protection Unit, upgrading of infrastructure, office space, server room, electrical, and temperature control for the plant health information system, and refurbishing of outstation buildings and new roofing in Kingston and St. Andrew, Manchester, Clarendon, St. Elizabeth and Trelawney are also to be undertaken. Other targets are the development of the framework for agricultural public-private partnerships, the design of a plant health information system, and establishment of the project management unit. A baseline study of agro-parks productivity and performance is also to be conducted. 
Funding is being provided by the government of Jamaica and the Inter-American Development Bank. The project duration is April 2022 to March of 2027. St. Kitts and Nevis Observer via CMC reports that St. Vincent and the Grenadines Prime Minister, Dr. Ralph Gonzalez, is warning Caribbean nationals that offering of babysitting jobs in England could put them at risk of becoming victims of human trafficking. Speaking on state-owned NBC Radio, Gonzalez said that he had asked Police Commissioner Colin John of St. Vincent and the Grenadines and the Anti-Trafficking Persons Unit to get involved in addressing the issue. It has come to my attention that some persons, it has not become a flood yet, but it may become if we don't put a stop to it. And it deals with some persons who are holding out promises to young ladies to go to England to be babysitters, Gonzalez said, who is also Minister of National Security. He said some of these women go to the office of the Prime Minister seeking help in getting to England. And our office is telling them very simply, because you are a Venetian, you can go to England without a visa and stay up to six months, provided that you have somewhere you are staying and all the rest of it. But you can't go to England to go work unless you have a work permit. Prime Minister Gonzalez said some people who travel to England in these circumstances work illegally as babysitters at below minimum wage. Then they get abused in one way or the other. These promises, which are held by some individuals who do not have your best interests at heart. And I know that the Labor Department has given out information on these things already, Gonzalez said, adding that some countries have lost the privilege of their passport holders traveling visa-free to England because either the person who's going becomes involved in some criminality or there are persons who abuse this particular privilege of going without a visa. Prime Minister Gonzalez pleaded with nationals to listen to him, adding, all I can do in these circumstances is to give sensible advice here. And they have done it in other countries, in the Caribbean before, you know, and we have had a problem. And I believe that the police may know at least one group or at least a couple individuals who were involved in it not Venetians, some people who come and live among us. So I'm just advising this, he said. The Virgin Islands Free Press reports that the National Labor Relations Board has settled a lawsuit against the U.S. Virgin Islands government and its Casino Control Commission, resolving a dispute over union activities at Didi Carina Bay Resort on St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. The parties entered a settlement agreement on January 28, according to a notice of voluntary dismissal submitted last week by U.S. Assistant Attorney Angela Tyson Floyd, as reported first by the Virgin Islands Daily News. Among other things, the settlement agreement provides that the commission would rescind two orders issued against the Virgin Islands Workers Union Local 611, dated December 19, 2012 and January 18, 2013, the notice said. 
The board, an independent agency charged with enforcing federal laws that govern private sector labor relations, filed a 16-page lawsuit in 2020 that accuses U.S. Virgin Islands officials of overstepping their authority, as granted by U.S. Congress in the revised Organic Act of 1954. The U.S. Virgin Islands Code Casino Act permits and regulates gambling in the territory and tasks the commission with administering and enforcing the statute. It also requires employee unions in a casino or associated hotels to register annually with the commission, a statute that conflicts with federal law, according to the board's complaint. The board found in 2011 that Didi Karina violated federal labor law by refusing to bargain and ordered the casino and resort to enter negotiations with the union. In December 2012, Didi Karina informed the union that it could not bargain until the union had registered with the commission, according to the court records, and stated a concern that continued bargaining could lead to its own criminal liability for aiding and abetting the union's failure to register with the commission under the Casino Act. To date, the commission has not disavowed that it possesses the authority to seek civil and criminal sanctions against a labor organization if it files board charges or engages in any other union activity while unregistered, according to the complaint. As a part of the settlement agreement, the U.S. Virgin Islands Casino Commission issued a notice on February 7, rescinding the Commission's December 2012 and January 2013 order directed to the union. The National Labor Relations Board has agreed to voluntarily dismiss the suit against the Commission and the U.S. Virgin Islands government, but warned that if the government or Commission breaches the settlement agreement, the Board may move the court to reopen the case. The Caribbean community CARICOM is deeply concerned by the ongoing development along the Ukraine border and calls on all parties involved to act responsibly and with self-restraint and responsibility to avoid destabilization in that region. CARICOM calls on all actors to intensify diplomatic efforts to settle differences peacefully and calls for the respect of Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. The community welcomes the efforts of the international community to promote dialogue and to find urgent solutions to de-escalate tensions in the region. CARICOM reaffirms its commitment to respect for sovereignty, territorial integrity, non-interference in internal affairs of another state, the prohibition on the threat or use of force, and peaceful resolutions of disputes. Universal respect and adherence to these norms and principles of international law are fundamental to the maintenance of the international system and global peace and security. The Caribbean community states that it will continue to monitor developments in the evolving situation.
Barbados Today reports that local Barbados telehealth entrepreneur Dale Trotman has scored big in his quest to help make outpatient healthcare services more accessible and affordable to people across Barbados and the rest of the world. The founder and chief executive of MedRegis has entered into a strategic partnership with United States-based telemedicine solutions firm Doxy.me, allowing for the storage and retrieval of medical information by healthcare professionals and the access of outpatient care by billions of people around the globe through a simple platform. The Barbados-based MedRegis, which was first introduced in 2016, is a suite of applications developed to revolutionize the way health records are documented, stored, and shared. The partnership allows MedRegis to integrate telehealth into the electronic health record world. It will also allow Doxy.me services to be expanded to medical professionals, enterprises, and clinics here in Barbados and the region at discounted rates. Trotman told Barbados Today that while the focus of MedRegis has been on Caribbean markets since its introduction in 2017 and commercialization in February 2019, the partnership will now allow the services to be offered anywhere in the world. He said the COVID-19 pandemic should serve as a wake-up call for local and regional authorities to take the matter of telehealth more seriously. There are currently clinics in Barbados and Trinidad using the MedRegis service. Trotman said he was hoping in the coming months to expand the use of MedRegis in Jamaica, St. Lucia, Guyana, and St. Vincent and the Grenadines, as well as countries in Africa. St. Martin Island Times reports that the St. Martin Carnival Development Foundation announced that registration is still open for parade companies, floats, and individual companies to register to participate in the Grand Carnival Parade. The St. Martin Carnival Development Foundation also said that it's excited to see the registered companies release their costume pieces publicly and open their massive camps. Registered companies have turned to social media to showcase their frontline intermediate and background pieces. With only one parade on the calendar adjusted to Carnival, company leaders are doing their best to make the great Carnival Parade spectacular, the St. Martin Carnival Development Foundation said. The Grand Carnival Parade will be a combined parade for youth and seniors on May 1st. All companies wishing to participate in the parade must register with the St. Martin Carnival Development Foundation by April 1st, 2022. And finally, the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism, Investment and Aviation took home the goal in the destination marketing website category during the 2021 Travel Weekly Megalion Award for its newly relaunched website. Travel Weekly is an influential provider of travel industry news research and analysis, and to be recognized by esteemed industry experts is a great honor, said the Bahamas Deputy Prime Minister the Honorable I. Chester Cooper, Bahamas Minister of Tourism, Investments and Aviation. We are so proud to be acknowledged among the best in the industry. Highlights of the redesigned website, which is now available in six languages, include an itinerary planner, 
It allows travelers to build a custom itinerary and in-depth experiences page that leverages the power of storytelling to showcase the island's most unique experiences. In addition, the revamped website offers new features and functionalities that make planning a vacation in the Bahamas fun, easy, and informative. Travelers can check out the interactive website and plan their Caribbean escape to the Bahamas by visiting Bahamas.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, February 15th. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.